Welcome to Coaching the Coach. I'm your host, Pete Townley, for the Upstate Performance Project. Hey guys, welcome to the show today. We are going to talk about change. When is it good? Is it good? Should you do it? Well, I think you should. I think you should always strive to better yourself, strive to look at what you can improve on. And uh, before we get more in, in depth on that, go and check out our new Instagram page. Uh, the Instagram page for the podcast. It's uh, up underscore league. It's UPP underscore league underscore network. Up league network. Um, it's going to be a place where we house all the information about the podcast. Uh, you know, links to some sources. If, I, if I'm talking about a particular science article that I want you to check out or that I'm citing or a book or a, a website, um, yeah, guys, try to bring you guys a lot of information from my 20 plus years in the career uh, or in the field. And uh, want you guys to know where I learned the stuff and share it with you all. That's been kind of the point of the whole podcast the whole time. So this will be uh, just a better way for me to um, get you guys that information, but then you know sh- share more in detail where I'm, where everything is coming from. And uh, yeah, ho- hopefully that'll help. Um, a lot of this is stemming from, you know, talking about change, um, understanding how to best communicate the information. So, for example, I, you know, I mentioned in a previous podcast that I had gotten a comment and that the, the listener was thinking going into the podcast that it was going to be more scientific based, more me sitting there and citing studies uh, to say this. And I don't know which particular podcast they happened to check out. Um, and I do list studies, uh, cite studies from time to time when I when that's appropriate. But a lot of it is not just anecdotal, but a lot of it's more for me, just sharing my experiences. How you can make a better, uh, how you can be a better coach and make make more of an impact with your clients or build your business better, whatever the case may be. Um, but I do recognize that you know. A comment like that says to me, okay, maybe I'm not being clear in my message. Because I have said before that I don't want to be super sciencey. Not because I don't believe in that, but that's just, I wanted this to be more of a conversation, right? And then if we need to cite something or if we need to go there, we can. And this pot or this uh, Instagram page is going to give me that opportunity now, a, a better way to do it rather than wait for someone to ask me a question and then send them the link and then go back. I'm just going to put it out there. So if I talk about something, I, I, I'm not necessarily always going to, you know, be reviewing the, the latest literature. Uh, but when I do and when I when it's appropriate, I'll make sure that it's linked in our uh, new Instagram page so you guys can go find what I'm talking about and read it for yourself and go from there. So anyways, that kind of goes back into what I want to talk about today is, is change. We all go through it. There's things in our career, you know, whether we go to seminars and we go to, um, or we hear hear something, see something, read something, and we want to incorporate that into either our own training or into our clients' training. Uh, and sometimes it's appropriate, sometimes it's not. Um, but it all goes back to self-reflection. And this this is something you've heard me talk a million times about. And but it's that important. And you need to take stock and reevaluate where you are and 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 look at you know what it is that is going to make your training better 
Again, whether that's for you or for your client if you're a trainer. So one of the things that I have fought for a long time was making my per personal programs more uh, performance-based, right? I, I've always wanted to you know, have a goal. And that's helped motivate me because if I had a goal like I want to run faster or I want to lift more weight or, or whatever, um, having a goal like a, a meet, signing up for a meet or signing up for a race or a competition of some sort gives me kind of an end goal. And that's how I program. That, that helps me to program better. But then a lot of times, you know, I, I'll say, well, I want to I build up my arms or build up my chest. And so... You know, I know how to I know how to do that, and I get into it, and I just get bored. Like it's just boring doing that style of training, and so trying to incorporate, you know, more functional-based performance stuff with more bodybuilding stuff can, certainly can be done. It's just hasn't always captivated me, and so my adherence to my own program has not been great. So then you say, well, you just follow someone else's program. Well, you know, that's nothing wrong with that either. I just I prefer to write my own or want to try to come up with my own. I like that. You guys know programming is one of my favorite things. So you come to this crossroads, right? And you're kind of thinking, well, and maybe you've got clients that you're thinking about. You know that they're saying they want this and they may, and you might try to help them get that, but they also need this. For example, in my weightlifting, Weightlifting is, you know, my the performance that I've kind of been after for the last five, six years, um, or really longer than that. Uh, gosh, man, it's more like nine, ten years. Anyways, uh, and so when one of the things that when I got injured, not through weightlifting, but you know, injured my shoulder in other ways, and when I came, when I was coming back from that, I was in such a hurry to get back to what I was doing. Uh, and the weights I was doing, I didn't spend enough time rebuilding some of the musculature I lost via either bodybuilding style exercises or just more volume or, or whatever. I just was in a hurry to get the strength back. And I would do strength block after strength block after strength block. And and although my squats and, and some of my other, you know, lifts went up or, you know, got back to where they had, had been, overhead pressing never really did and never really has. And a lot of it was not not that I haven't gotten a little stronger, but I didn't go back to the basics. I didn't start over. And one of the things that I know I need to do is add more musculature, particularly in my upper back, in my arms and shoulders. And those are those are things that, you know, doing dedicated things like that, I don't love to do personally. You know what I mean? Like I just want to I want I just want to lift heavy. I just you know, just like everybody. But you have to look at again. As a trainer, your what you do for your own workouts is oftentimes what the clients came to you for. So if you're known as a weightlifting coach, people are going to assume you can do uh, the weight. <laughs> you know, you can do cleans and snatches. If people come to you for bodybuilding, they're going to assume that you're somewhat proficient in building up bodies and you, you know looking the part is part of it um, but at the same time you know you have to understand everyone has different goals and, and you know you can tell your clients yeah I, I can 
coach bodybuilding. I just don't like to do it. Well, that, again, there's nothing wrong with that. But you, you have to realize that when you're marketing yourself and when you're talking about what you want to do versus what you want your clients to do, uh, oftentimes can send a mixed message. So what am I trying to say? Basically, at the end of the day, I think you need to find out what you like to do in terms of training and what you like to do in terms of training yourself and do they align? Do they have to match? Not necessarily. I mean, I have the knowledge to train people for long distance running. I've I've done that. And, and, and when I was doing that, I learned a lot, right? But I decided I'm not, I don't love long distance running. I still have that knowledge and I still could probably point people in the wrong direction, but I'm not going to sit there and promote myself as, you know, a, a long distance training coach. It's just not my area of expertise. Now, I always go back to what is my area of expertise? What do I do best? And what do Chelsea and I do best? And that is framing workouts that can address certain things um, for a wide range of athletes. You know, when we're talking about training the general population, and training at intensities that we want to train at, but also have the, you know, clients based on no matter what their fitness levels, have improved muscularity, decreased body fat, and increased performance, even if that performance is just day-to-day -day activities. So I start looking at, okay, what are what am I doing in my workouts? Now I, I was very specific in trying to be you know, a weightlifter. And again, I'm not trying to say I'm not going to do that anymore, but I didn't really give a lot of attention to myself about being um, athletic all around. Now, obviously you can make the argument that, you know, having the mobility you need for Olympic weightlifting and you mix with the strength and the power and the explosiveness all have very athletic background. I mean, you, you could say Olympic weightlifters are very athletic in nature, and there's probably some crossover to other things, and that's very true. But I don't wasn't doing a lot of rotation work. I wasn't doing a lot of um, uh, balance and, and agility work, and things like that that I have espoused in my tr in, with my clients that you need to have in your programs, you know, to be a well balanced you know, capable person. Again, not getting into specific sports. And so I've noticed, although I've never been called out on it, thankfully, but I've noticed that, you know, those are things that I'm not doing, but I do believe in them. And why not? Why am I not doing it? And I wasn't doing them because I'm like, well, those kind of things I don't necessarily need for the exact sport of weightlifting. Well, yeah, that's that, that may be true, but then again, I'm not really trying to be a competitive weightlifter anymore. I like doing those lifts and I still want to get stronger in those, but I don't really have the desire to compete anymore. I'm also not a football player. I'm also not a baseball player or you know track athlete, all the sports that I've done. I don't do those anymore, but I still want to have that athletic physique and, and that capability, which is exactly what I try to teach my clients, yet I was not doing a lot of those things. So what does that mean? That means I'm trying to look at my programming as a way to 
you know, just be generally more athletic, generally more, you know, fit and, and build some muscle, right? Just very basic goals that everybody has, right? You know, less fat, more muscle and more capable, right? That's all, what almost, almost everybody wants, right? And so I've always talked about being that walking billboard and, and although I've justified myself, well, I'm, I'm doing a specific sport, so I don't know to need to do these other things because they're not going to help me with a specific sport. And that, that's not necessarily wrong. But then when the majority of my clients, other than you know training the athletes that, that we have, what message does that send to them? You know, that, oh, do, do as I say, not as I do? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. And, and the, the point is, this whole, this whole podcast here uh, about change is what do you change and when do you change and is it appropriate to change? And so I'm looking at things like, okay, what can I do or what should I do to improve my training of my clients and myself as well? And what I've decided to do um, and what I think is the best thing to do is to, you know, train exactly how I want to be trained or how I feel is going to give me everything that I want. A better physique, increased performance. Now, not in anything specific right now, but just capability, better flexibility, better strength, better endurance, all of that. Um, decrease injuries, increased safety, all of those nine tenets, right? I always talk about that, right? And so what we're gonna do is a little experiment. I'm gonna change my focus because something I've always wanted is better it's a better physique but i haven't prioritized that in my periodization i've always gone just between you know uh you know technique work uh or or what we could say like a pre-season skill-based work and and strength and kind of balance my my progression through there but i haven't spent a lot of time on muscle building or muscular endurance or things like that and I want to make sure that not only do I do that for my own sake, but to show that that's really going to be helpful to my clients when they see myself, 44 years of age, doing some of these things and how doing these things is going to help me, not just as a you know 40 plus uh, uh, person, but someone that you know is not a competitive athlete anymore still stay, look, feel, and move uh, like I could. Because I, I believe that's what we were trying to do with our clients. And I do believe in setting, you know, setting an example. So all of this to say, I've been talking 15 minutes. The point of this whole thought is, if you look back at what you're doing, are you sending the right message? And if you're not, that's when you should change. So I, I mentioned that, you know, should you change? Is change good? When do you change? How do you change? So when to change is if you self-evaluate and you realize that maybe you and what you're doing isn't necessarily what you're promoting to your clients, and why not? And there may be a valid reason. Again, there's nothing wrong with that. You, you can be a power lifter and not really care so much about your physique, not that you wanna eat unhealthy or not that performance and health 
don't go in hand in hand, right? But unless you're a specific sport coach, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll include powerlifting and weightlifting as specific sports, as well as, you know, baseball, football, all the others, you know, health and, and, and proper nutrition serve a role in muscle building and recovery. We know that, but also, you know, just, you know, lower cholesterol, lower blood pressure, things like that. Those aren't as crucial in your performance and those may, may play a smaller role. But when we're talking about personal training, we have clients that, that are coming in for that. If they see me eating crappy foods and doing this and saying, and I can say, well, you know, I don't, I'm not really worried about a six pack right now, or I'm not really worried about this or worried about that. Uh, you know, I'm a power lifter or I'm a whatever. I don't need physique is not part of it. You know, that sends the message that, oh, well, well, he's still a fitness professional, but he doesn't do this. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't set the, the best example. Now, I've always said you don't have to be the biggest, strongest and fastest, but you should be able to walk the walk. And so if I'm going to train my clients, whether they're a football player, you know, or uh, a you know, four-year-old businessman coming in just wanting to be fit and strong like he was in his 20s, I'm gonna train them with similar, you know, philosophies. But I should also be able to um, uh, show and demonstrate that, not by saying, oh, look at me, I'm I'm what you should be you know striving for but it the more i do it and the more success i have doing it the more credibility i have with my clients and one of the things that i personally think i have lacked in in terms of training is spending time on uh hypertrophy muscular development you know i i was in a weight class you know, when I was weightlifting and I stayed in, in that and I wasn't really trying to bulk up, I was trying to, you know, be more functional. And uh, But I have a lot of clients that want to bulk up. And so I'm going to try to add some weight, some muscle, as well as, you know, continue to gain strength and keep my body fat relatively low. But you have to be able to walk the walk if you're going to talk the talk. And what we're going to do to kind of help with this, not just me, but help uh, illustrate this is on our uh, Patreon. If you are a uh, subscriber to the Patreon, uh, it's only $1 a month, uh, but you'll have the exact program that I'm going to be running. And, and I'm going to take a program that I used for a football team, uh, the Ottawa Braves, uh, a few years ago. Um, I'm only going to adjust a couple things, um, adding, adding in a couple things. Um, there were some football specific conditioning drills that I might change. Uh, but they're still going to be athletic-based. Um, but I'm going to follow that program as as written, and it's going to take you through uh, a muscular hypertrophy phase to add a little bit of muscle to your frame and then take that added muscle and make it a little stronger and then a little more powerful and then kind of repeat it, strength or size, strength. And, and, and we're going to go through this together. I'm going to follow the program day by day, and I'm going to upload it onto the, to the uh, Patreon page uh, again, it's a dollar a month. If you want to follow along with that program, great. I'm going to be giving you some updates uh, on the YouTube page as we start going through it, um, and kind of let you know how we're what we're what our progress is. So follow along there. Go check out the Patreon page. Uh, sign up. Like I said, it's a dollar a month. Very easy. Um, anyhow, uh, Upstate Performance Project uh, is if you search that on. Uh, um, 
Patreon and you should find it. I'll send, I'll put up some links in the Instagram page for the YouTube, uh, or pardon me, for the uh, podcast. Go check it out. Have a good one.